Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I'm really excited about this, Titus 3, 4, because I want you to know the Holy Spirit and you are ready to start this journey together, man. Amen. God took his spirit and placed it in you. Now, here's what we got to get to, right? First part of this is this is the understanding. Everybody, everybody is a spirit being. You know that. Eternity is not an option. Eternity is a definite. You understand that? Everybody lives forever. No one's ever really died. They just left the earth. You're a spirit being. You have an earth suit. I don't want to get into all that, but just so you got to understand. You decide today where you're going to spend eternity. You decide in the earth where you're going to spend eternity. It's a matter of choice. That's all. No one ever died. They just left the earth. When they left the earth, they went to where? A heavenly place or a place that you don't even want to talk about, but it's true. It's just the way it works. Happened in the beginning. Man was separated from God. God wants to reconnect with you. So God, knowing that you and him were separated, needed a plan to get back to you. This is what we got to realize. That's why the threefold nature of man is man is a spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. You got to understand that from the beginning because if you don't understand the principles of how this works, where's God? Now, a lot of times religion tells you, well, you know, God's up in the cloud somewhere and we don't, you know, we don't know much about him, but we kind of know he's there and he's kind of like in a hidden place. But the, the Bible says that, no, God's living in you. And if you don't understand how this all takes place, it can get a little bit confusing because religions taught us all this other stuff that the Bible doesn't talk about, and you can almost get a little bit like, and some of this stuff you can't really share right away because you look like you're from another planet, you know what I mean? Because some of you are like, oh, I got God living in me, and people are looking at you like, yeah, okay, who else is living in you besides God because I think you're off your rocker. And I think we got to get a balance from the word of God to understand this and how important it is to really start this relationship because if you don't know where God is and you're looking for answers in life, you're looking in all the wrong places when God told you exactly where he is and how to communicate with him. And right away, we start talking about the Holy Spirit. What's everybody that's been churched? And if you you haven't been churched, you know, I apologize. I don't want to get too far ahead of you. But if you haven't been churched, you know, you might be talking, what is he talking about? I'll explain as we go. But if you have been churched a little bit, once we start talking about the Holy Spirit, all you people hear is, what about the tongues? You know, are we going to have to start praying in tongues and doing all this stuff? And, you know, I'm, not, I'm cool with church, but, you know, I went to one of them churches one time. Somebody started, you know, shucking my shandai in and all that stuff next to me and got me, got me kind of nervous. And I, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, grandma used to pray in tongues and she was kind of wild, so I don't know if I want it. So I'm talking, way f- you should be laughing because I'm funny, and you know it's funny, and you're scared to laugh in church. Trust me, you're not going to get in trouble, all right? Relax. So just everybody breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. You know, I'm going in uncharted waters with some of you, and I know what you're thinking before we get there. Oh, great, what a Sunday to go visit that place. Well, I'm not, but this is one thing I'll never do, and this is why you're in safe hands, because if you can't trust me with your spiritual future, you're in the wrong place. I'll never back up on who he is and what he does. You could forget about that ever happening. But I'm going to explain to you who he is. If you don't want to yield to him, that's your business. But I'm going to tell you who he is based upon the Bible, not based upon experience. Because the problem is we've had experience, 
and experience has messed up the theology. Theology is never messed up because of experience. It's the truth. He's the only person you need in life, and you got to have him. Because nobody knows you like he does. And I got news for you. Nobody cares for you about as much as you think but him. He cares about every part of your life. He knows what you think. He knows what you feel. And he can go with you everywhere you go. I'm going to say something. He's the most important person of the Trinity for you. Hands down. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is the most important person in your life. And we're, we're trying to get away from him, but we need to find him. So we're going to look at the Bible. You're going to see it. And I don't care if it takes you six months to figure this out. I'm going to go on this journey with you. You got questions? I'll answer them at the end. You want, you want to talk about it? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on a platform with, with this. You can ask questions and I'll answer it. We can do whatever you need to do to get it. We can do whatever we need. We can answer every question. You want to have a, I don't care. I don't care. You got a million questions? We'll stay here for six weeks. You want to figure out who he is? If I'm the only representation of him you ever see, I pray to God I don't mess it up. We're not going to weird you out. We're not going to freak you out. We're not going to hide it either. You know, you go to some church, go do that in the back. No, we're not going to do it in the back. We're going to explain it. Now, if you choose, it's your dime, it's your time. It ain't today. It ain't going to be today. It'll be as we go. But I don't want you misinterpreting who he is because church portrayed somebody he's not. So let's just look at the Bible. That's all we got. I don't care what I think about it. I don't really care what you think about it in all due respect. I want to know what God said about it. Look at Titus chapter. This is the way we do it. Break it down. What's the Bible say? Then you got to make a choice to change. When this extraordinary compassion of God, did you see that? Ain't that good news? Extraordinary. He don't just got compassion, man. He's got extraordinary compassion. Ain't God good? Look at this. What? Of God the Savior, his overpowering love suddenly appeared in person as the brightness of a dawning day. He came to save us. That's what God came for. Man, if the God that came to save you, wouldn't you think he's going to only give you good things? Why would God save you and then give you something that ain't good for you? Did anybody else save you? Did anybody else come and care about you that much? Look at this. He came to save us not because of our virtuous deeds, which we have done, but because of his extravagant mercy. Ain't that good news? He saved us, resurrecting us through the washing of the rebirth. We are made completely new. Everybody say that, completely new. Completely new by who? The Holy Spirit who splashed over us richly by Jesus the Messiah, our life giver. Ain't that good news? Look, so as a gift of his love, and since we are faultless, innocent before his face, we can now become heirs of all things, all because of an overflowing hope of eternal life. Man, ain't that good news? Look at this. How did he save you? Why did he save you? To completely make you new. Here's the number one thing you want to know. Why did the Holy Ghost come? The Holy Ghost came in you to make you brand new. Write that down. That's the key. What? Yeah, you can't be new. You cannot have a new birth. You cannot have a new creature experience. You cannot be born again without the Holy Ghost coming and living in you. You can't just get stuck on one phase of God. You know what I'm saying? 
Does that make sense? Like, why did I get the Holy Ghost? How are you going to get saved without the Holy Spirit? See, you got to understand this. You got to go back to the beginning real quick. Man, man was separated from God because of sin. How was God going to get you and me back? He had to get me and you back through his Savior. That's what it's all about. He said he took out your old stony heart, put a brand new heart in you. What's that? His spirit. He took out your old spirit, put a brand new spirit in you, and now the Holy Spirit's living in your spirit. So this is what I need you to understand. What do you mean? Well, where did, how did I become a new creature in Christ? The Holy Spirit came in. Took out the old you. Once you get born again, once you receive Jesus, he takes out the old you, and the new you comes in. Why do you need a new you? Where's the Holy Ghost going to go? See, a third of you is perfect. Two-thirds of you needs work. Your mind, your willing, and emotions need change and transformation. Your body needs change and transformation, but your spirit's perfect. That's why God always speaks to you in the spirit, because that's the only place you can really receive from him. Now, I don't want to get too, too fast in this, but you understand what I'm saying? So within you in the new birth, you understand what I mean by new birth? Let me explain this. You have to, in the experience with God, transform from the inside out. How many you know you can't do this on your own? That's why he gave you the Holy Ghost, so that newness of life, put on the new man after the image of like, how am I going to put on the new man? I can't do this thing. No, you need grace, and grace's power is found in the spirit. Look, I'm going to show you something. Watch this. We're going to skip a little bit so you can see this. Because when you see this scripture, it's going to help you. Everybody doing all right? Okay. Now, just stay with me because I promise you I'm going to help you here, okay? Go with me to James chapter 4. We're going to go into Amplified Classic. You see it over there? I got to have it in that, okay? James chapter 4, 5 and 6. Take your time, and you're going to see something here. Amplified Classic. It says, or do you suppose that the scripture says, now, you got to get this. Why do we get the Holy Spirit? Because we can't live the life that God wants us to live without the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Because the Holy Spirit, now write this down for note takers, the Holy Spirit gives me the grace to live the life. You got that? How in the world am I going to forgive people that are off their rocker? Come on, man. How in the world am I going to do good to them that despitefully? How am I going to walk in love? How am I going to do all this stuff that seems to be totally impossible? As soon as you got it, you can pop it up there. As soon as, as soon as I think I got this thing figured out, what's the next thing happens? Here comes some real opportunities for me, special people. Some of you have special people in your life. They show up for special occasions, right? How in the world am I going to forgive? How in the world am I going to forget? How in the world am I going to overcome? How am I going to walk in love? How am I supposed to do this? How am I going to turn the cheek? How am I going to live this spirit life? How in the world am I not going to do what my flesh wants to do? Come on. My mind, my will, my emotions. How in the world am I going to override this? You need God. That's why I gave you the Holy Ghost, because you can't do it without him. Look what this says. Or do we suppose... That the scripture is speaking to no purpose that says this, the spirit whom has caused us to dwell in us, I'm sorry, yearns over us and he yearns for the spirit to be welcome with a jealous love. Now watch this. Look at verse six. Everybody get ready. You ready? Ready? But he gives us more and more. Now look at that. Go slow. He gives you more and more what? Look what it says. The power of the Holy Spirit 
to meet this evil tendency in all others fully. What did he say grace was? He said it's the power of the Holy Spirit. You've been hearing grace, right? Everybody's talking grace. 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 Well, what's grace? Come on, read it. It's the power of the Holy Spirit for you to overcome the evil. Anything. I need, how many need more grace? We all need grace. But what's grace really in God's eyes? It's power in my spirit to transform your life. Here's the thing. You can't live the, you want to know what I say grace is? Grace is the ability of God in me allowing me to do what I could not do by myself. Write that now. Grace is, is, is God's ability in me allowing me to do what I could not do by myself. How many things do you, I'm gonna say it 100 times. How many things do you wanna do, but you don't just seem to have the power to do it? How many things do you wanna stop doing, but you don't have the power to do it? Don't raise your hand. How many things in life do you wanna stop saying? How do you wanna stop reacting? How do you wanna stop responding? You need grace. You need the power of God to change your life, amen? How many things you think you don't wanna think no more? You need grace. I'm preaching way better than this whole church is amen in me, man. Stop acting like you were a visitor and act like you belong. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I'm fighting a battle in my mind from losing my mind. Look, you smart. Listen, you're fighting a battle within your head. Doubts, regrets, rejections, obstacles, problems, pains, stuff, life. And I'm going, what in the world? How am I? God's like, look, I gave you grace for the place. I gave you power for the place you're at. I said, Jesus, come on. He said, look, but you got to tap in. Well, let me ask you a question. If God resists the prideful, but he gives power of the Holy Spirit to the humble. So I got to stop thinking I know and listen to what God said in his word. You ain't just listening to me. You listen to what the Bible said. You see that? Grace is the power of God to change your life. So what does that mean? I need more and more power of the Holy Spirit to help me transform. That's what God knew. Power of the Holy Spirit to meet evil tendencies and all others fully. That is why it says God sets himself against the proud and the haughty, but he gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. Come on, man. So when you lean in on the Holy Ghost, what are you doing? I'm tapping into grace. Write this down. You're going to love this. Never said this a day in my life. When you pray in the spirit, you're tapping into the grace of God to transform your life. I'm going to say something. You ain't going to like it. You want to know why you ain't praying in the spirit? You're prideful to think you could figure out your own life in the earth, and you can't. It is good. I didn't say it. <laughs> so it is. I got them, but I'm going to navigate on my own. Who am I? What am I, crazy? Navigate on my own? You got the creator of the heavens and the earth living in you, and you don't want to link up? You don't want to connect up? You got God living. Watch what I show you this. God lives in you. They tell, you know, you go to the Vatican, you think it's all, who God's here. <laughs> no, God ain't there. <laughs> they got, stay, I went to one church down the block where the other one is. They had like, I don't know, they had Tiffany stained glass, you know, stained glass windows. They're, the windows were insured more than the, more the building. You know what I'm saying? Those glass, they're beautiful, man. They're be I want one. Man, we should get one. <laughs> now, when we go build the church, we need to go build something bigger. We'll go build something bigger. We build something bigger. I'm going to get a stained glass window just to have one. Maybe we'll build a chapel and we'll do that in the chapel. That'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? People probably want to get married in something like that, wouldn't you, with stained glass windows or something like that? That'd be kind of cool. Pictures of Jesus. be neat. You like it? Want to do it? All right, we'll do it if you want. All right, so 
We got some saying guys. I said, man, this building really cool. That God ain't in that building. See, that's what religion tries to say. Oh, God lives there. No, 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 no. God said, you my sanctuary now. We got all shapes and sizes. and <laughs> We got different colors. Come on, somebody. We got a different looking building. Some of you are a little odd, but praise God. God lives in you. I don't know why, but God bless him. That's his problem. You know, look, you know what I'm saying? See what I mean by this? What I'm saying is God said, look, church religion is so shot out, and it's weird, man. Read the Bible. So God gave me the Holy Ghost to give me grace because I can't do it on my own. So we got the Holy Spirit, not because it's some kind of off-the-world weird thing. We got the Holy Spirit because we need more grace, ability to transform our life. You see it? But the Holy Spirit, see, my voice, everybody gets caught in the tongues. No, my voice is not who I am. It's a part of me. Who I am is my being. He's a person. He has a voice. But he doesn't have a name. Because he only responds to the name of Jesus. Every time you say in Jesus' name, he moves. He has no identity outside of Jesus because they're one and the same. He's going to touch you today. He's going to show you he's real because he is. And you, you, you do it your way then. Start your journey, man. So look, right? So you got that? You don't see that? That's why he's here. How do you do that? He's here. I don't see him. You ain't never going to probably see him. You see what he does. Nicodemus said this. He said, you don't know which way the wind blows. You can see the effect of it, but you can't see the wind. You can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the Holy Spirit lives inside the believer. Write this down. I want you to go to John 14, 16. The Holy Spirit is inside the life of the believer after the new birth. That's why God comes in. Because he wants to be with you. Look what it says in John 14. So now, why did I? I'm going to show you this stuff. The minute you and I received Jesus, he came and moved in. Why? Because he knows that you cannot live this life on your own because man's fallen state has trapped him in a place of utter defeat. But that wasn't the original place for you in the garden. God wanted you to have the blessed life and live the best life. So he said, I'm getting back to my people no matter what. And he came in the form and the fashion of the Holy Spirit to empower you to live in the earth with dominion, with power, with the anointing, with the ability to overcome obstacles and the ability to overcome the things you face in life. Look what he says. And I will pray the Father... And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. How many need some comfort in life? That was weak. How many need some comfort in life? Amen. How many need some? Man, I need a helper, man. Come on. How many need some? How many need some stuff? You know, like counselor. How many need a counselor? Praise be to God. I need a counselor every day. Come on, somebody. Amen. Three times a day. I got a counselor, an advocate, a helper. Come on, man. Who needs a comforter? I need a comforter, man. You know what I mean? So somebody to comfort you. You know what I'm saying? Say, I don't need no comforter. You need a comforter. You don't know what you need. Just stick around here long enough. I'll tell you, you need him. Come on. Even the spirit of truth. Everybody say the spirit of truth. truth. Now underline that. He's always leading you to truth. But can I teach you something here? That's why you're scared to seek him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty decent at this, so stick with me. 
yeah, you're, um, you're scared to seek him because if he only leads me to truth, why do I miss it? So sometimes because we're a little bit like, I don't know if I want to know the truth about some situations. Oh, yeah, everybody smile real big now. You know, I don't know if I really want to know the truth, so I'd rather pretend I'm deceived instead of seek him that's going to lead me to truth. Oh, yeah, come on, you better wake up. Come on, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Some of you don't want to know the truth about the subjects in front of your face because the truth is going to make you separate from it. Well, you're, you're a goofball. It's not good for you. Did he just say, I'm a goofball? Yeah, he did. He's probably going to say it again. Why in the world would you want something that God doesn't want you to have in your life? You think it could be good for you? Come on, guys. It's like parenting. Remember when you tell me something? You tell your kids stuff they don't want to hear because you know what they need to hear is what they need to hear and not what they want. Are you here? Yes. So if, if your heavenly father saying, that ain't the plan, how many you know, get off the road. Get on the plan you should get on because he said, come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Come in me, you'll have rest in peace. Go in yourself and you'll have nightmare after nightmare. Come on, man. He ain't leading you to the false. He's leading you to the truth. Now, watch this, though. Sometimes we get nervous about the truth because we don't want to know the truth. And other times we're scared to step out on the truth because what if I miss it? Who cares? You know, I was kidding. I, was, I had the morning guys. You know, I said, how many of you have been married for a minute? You know what I mean? Now, you guys have been married for longer than a minute. A lot of you have been married for long. Remember in the first stages of being married, you tried stuff you thought was going to be cool? You know, like you showed up with chocolate. She's like, I really don't like chocolate. You're like, oh, great. She took it, she was nice, she was kind, but you're like, not my thing. How many of you showed up with flowers? You're like, oh, look at flowers. You're like, I don't really want flowers. You know what I mean? They're nice, they're sweet, but I'm not a flower girl. I'd rather have money or candy or something. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? How did that happen? Vice versa, in a marriage. You learned what one another liked by spending time together. You learned how to follow things by spending time together. What would make you think this relationship with the Holy Spirit was going to instantly just be like all the time, you get it right every time? You know, I tried that, but I missed it. You're going to miss it. And how many of you been married for more than 40 years and you're still missing it every day? Thank you very much. You know I'm telling the truth. Don't lie. Somebody's like, we've been married for 40 days. I missed it 40 days straight. God bless you. It'll get better. You got grace for the place. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. You understand what I'm saying? It's a journey. It's a relationship. You think you're going to get it right all the time? No. You're going to miss it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have to grow in hearing what he's saying. But I promise you this, he's always going to lead you to the truth. Now, look what it says. Keep going. You're going to love this. Lots this part. Just leave that scripture up there. It says this. It says, and you what? Neither but... Whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. You know him. Underline it. You know God. You don't think you do, but you do. He's living in you. You just got to get a little better at following him. The earth doesn't know him, but you know him. And if you're born again, guess what? You really know him. He's in there. For you see, shall dwell in you and shall be in you. He's in me. We mean God's in me. He lives in you. He's moving and living, having his being in you. Look, for some people, they like, well, you know, praise God. This is such a simple message. I know God lives in me. Oh, you know, this, oh, this is like a little baby. It's like a baby message today. He said, oh, God lives in me. Oh, God, I know God lives in me. Oh, you're such a spiritual giant. Why are you worried then if God lives in you? Come on, little spiritual, little fuzzy-headed, little Christian, cute you. Why are you worried? 
Why are you worrying about anything if God, you're so convinced God, I know God lives to me. What kind of message is this? Well, then when you should never worry another day of your life. And why, why, oh, why are you taking care? You shouldn't take any care. Why are you taking care? God lives in you. Because we lose consciousness of what we receive. And this month's just to freshen up. We just spread freshen up a little bit about what we know we should be doing and seeking him. And I'm telling you right there, none of us arrived, but why am I picking up worry if God lives in me? Why am I picking up care if God lives in me? Why do I care? Why, why do I have, why are you staying up at night trying to figure out some things that are supposed to work out if God lives in you? I understand. Listen, we just got to get conscious. This is about getting conscious of God living in us. You could take God to school. You could take God to work. You could take God everywhere you go. God likes riding motorcycles. Amen? God likes going fast. Amen? The God in me likes going fast. Yeah. God in you might not like it, but I don't care. You keep your God and go do what you want. I'm taking my God, and I'm going where I want to go. Come on. But you see what I'm saying? We get this mindset like, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, if we know it, when are we spending time with him? What are we doing? What's going on? You understand what I'm saying? But look, I got to do this. If I'm going to have God find God and walk with God, I got to know where God is. That's big. Watch this. Now, right, just think this. The Holy Spirit within us, his indwelling presence in this thing we're going to understand is this. God is in us in the new birth, but this is what I want you to see. Watch this. There is no need for any believer ever to feel comfortless. You don't have to feel abandoned. You don't have to feel left out. You don't have to feel alone and isolated. You don't have to feel that place of regret. You don't have to feel that place of pain. You don't have to carry that burden of life. Why? Because Christ's purpose in sending the Holy Spirit was so that the Holy Spirit, the divine personality of God, could come live in us and be in us and stay with us. And I got new, good news. You ready for this? You're like, some of you are in here. I can read your mind. You're like, I'm such a sinner. How in the world is God staying to me? He can't leave you. He never left you. See, the church told you, well, you know, praise be God. You were sealed, but he leaves. He don't leave. He don't lift. He can't go nowhere. He's trapped within your spirit. The problem with that is this. You feel like because I haven't acted right and responded right and actions has diminished his position in me. I got news for you. You wouldn't be here if he wasn't living in you. Because right now you're living and moving and having your being. The apostle Paul said it best. My life I now live, I don't live on my own. But the life I now live, I live by the faith of Christ who lives in me. Because he loves me. He understood he's not his own. God's spirit is keeping you alive. Amen? So he ain't leaving you. He ain't forsaking you. He's staying with you no matter where you've been and no matter what you did. And that's the good news. Why? Because you feel like my, my, my decisions of life have now made him kind of leave me and come back to me and leave me. No, you've been sealed with him. This is the good news. Listen to this part. The New Net Testament gives us this understanding greater than maybe any other place that God is for us, God is with us, and God is in us. That's what you got to do. Write that down. God is for me. God is with me. God is in me. That's important because how many times do we don't feel like God is for us, right? We get to that point. Well, I don't think God's in it. No, God is for me. God is with me. God is in me. That's really important to remember because this is one of the things you got to remember here. Watch this. The New Testament gives us this understanding. It guarantees us. So if God be for me, who in the world, what's Romans 8.31 say? If God be for me, who in the world could be against me? Here's my next question. If God's living in you, who in the world could stop you? 
If you got a revelation of God living in you, what can stop you? Come on, you got this thing. Look at it. No matter how difficult the situations may be, no matter how dark the clouds that hang upon the horizon of life may be, you are calmly assured this, that you must win in every circumstance of life because God is for me and God is with me and God is in me. That's it. You got to get a revelation in this. It's very important. God is for you in every situation of life. Believers are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I want you to look at, look at 1 Corinthians 3.16. Of, of, of some of the greatest truths you and I can get is this. God's mighty truths is this. Connection. If you're going to get the apex of the reality of redemption, it's going to be this. After God himself recreated us, made us new creatures in Christ, he made us his own. Then he, in the person of the Holy Spirit, came and made our bodies his home. That's a lot. I got to break it down, and I want you to see it. I'm going to read it again. You don't have to put the scripture up just yet. I want them to pull this in, okay? But you could, we could see this. Redemption, okay? Now, I need you to stay with me here, okay? Redemption. Don't miss this. Funny, you can help there. You hear what I just said, Dan? You can help in that department. It's funny, I could hear things. Pretty good, huh? That's pretty sharp. I've seen it. Um, funny, God's so good, man. Brings you places for reasons of your life. It's good God. This thing, this thing is so personal with God that if you can ever get a glimpse of it, it'll change your life forever. He loves you so much, man. Man, he's, he, every detail of your life, he, he, he carries so close to his heart. He knows everything you think. He knows everything you feel. There's nobody like him. See, I'll just come in here. It's okay to cry. It's okay. He cares about you. plan of redemption. See, you were separated from him. You know what I mean? Because Adam fell, and you were separated. You were lost forever. That's, what, that's why he came. Because when Adam fell, he couldn't have you back. He lost his most precious person. It was you. And he said, I, whatever I got to do to get him back, whatever it costs. And there's nothing you can send, and there's nothing you can do. You can't fix it. You can't go back and redo it because you'd be a liar, God. So now he's got to figure out a new plan to get you. So heaven probably, I don't know, I don't know what heaven did, but I know it figured it out because he, he said the only way to get you back is to send my only begotten because it's got to be a fair exchange. So I'll send my son for yours. You know what I mean by that? You. Because gender doesn't really stick in the Bible. You know what I mean? He said, I want you so bad, I'll send him. That was the plan of redemption. We didn't even know we needed it because we were lost forever. Because, see, we were supposed to be with God in the beginning in the garden. We're never supposed to leave there. But Adam didn't understand how to walk this out with God, and he committed what we call high treason, which was basically, I don't want to, like, lose people, but what he did was this. He was given authority, and because he, he really didn't listen, and the, the devil kind of, like, deceived Eve, and he disobeyed God, he got authority taken out of his hand. And now we're separated from God forever. So God's like, how do I get him back? 
sends his only begotten son. That's the plan of redemption. He wants to redeem you and bring you back to Eden in the garden because that was the life he had planned for you. But man messed it up because man made a mistake. Now, we don't want to give Adam a hard time, but Adam really messed things up. That's why Jesus was the second Adam in Scripture because he came and undid through a new, new beginning what Adam messed up. So second Adam, meaning this, he, he brought a brand new human race through Christ. And you understand this, but this is important. But I got news for you. That fall is still in two-thirds of you. That's what people don't tell you. It's in your mind and your body, and that's why your spirit has to renew your mind. This is why you cannot afford not to go to church. And I'll teach you this stuff, man, because you got it. You know what I'm saying? You got it, bro. You guys got it. Some of you got it. And you can do it, but you got, you got it too. You got to stay around it, dude, because somebody's got to unlock your potential. Because you've been to church. It's a waste of time. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because it is. Most of it's a waste of time. Let's be straight. Till you, till you figure out what you need to do. Because religiosity isn't doing anything for anybody. So leave it alone. I'm not downing it. I love it. But you got you to get the word. You guys, we got to teach. The, the Bible says in Corinthians, it says, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. You can have the letter all day long, but if you don't have the spirit of the letter, it ain't going to work. So this is why you got to stay in an atmosphere where you're, 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 you're challenged like this. Okay. So you understand what happened. So fall came. When fall came, he got to get you back. That's the plan of redemption. To redeem what? That's where Jesus came and bought you with a price. That's why when I read this scripture to you and go, you are the temple of God, he's going to tell you at the end of that, he said, you were bought with a price. You're not your own. Somebody paid the purchase of ransom for your life so you could be back with God. That's why all these people are like, I, do what you want to do with your life. Hush your mouth. Don't you ain't do what you want to do with your life. Your life ain't your own. You got to find the plan of God for your life. You understand that? You, once you come into the kingdom, it ain't what I want to do. It's what is the plan of God for my life? How many you know that's a whole new ball game, man? You know, I got to do what God wants me to do because I'm called. We need your calling. All right, leave that alone. Just look up here. Look at this thing, right? So you understand what redemption was about? I got to redeem you. Why you got to redeem me? I got to get back in you. God was separated from you because of sin. That's why he annihilated sin once and for all and forever, never to be able to separate you again from God. That's the message of grace. But what happens when I sin? You just stepped out of faith, that's all. You just stepped out of belief, and you didn't mess up your spiritual position. You messed up your spiritual consciousness. And the minute you mess up your confidence, you lose your edge. Because now you're not bold. Now you don't want to go pray. You want to go hide. Adam was, what? where are you? I'm naked. I'm afraid. You thought it was a TV show. No, it was Genesis. <laughs> That's where they got this stupid show from anyway. And by the way, who wants to go run around the woods naked? That's dumb. Anybody ever go on that show in this church? I'll slap you. You don't make no sense, man. Who in their mind? Who in their mind thinks this is a good idea? Come on, right? You ever watch this? I watched it one time, I went by, I said, I got to be seeing something. I went back. I was like, wait a minute, these people are crazy, you know what I mean? Ain't nobody from New Jersey ever been on that thing. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Nah, we ain't doing that. Nah. Maybe one of you Floridians is going to go do it. But praise God, I'm going to go try my skills out in the woods. God bless you. <laughs> nah, bro. No, I ain't going. Forget it. No, ain't happening. What did they give you? Did they give you money for this? No, they don't. They get points. 
you're a number seven now. I'm like, you're a moron right now, man. You're in the woods for 21 days to prove what? God bless, go for it. And hey, I hope somebody goes and wins. Win, whatever, whatever you get. I ain't doing it, right? <laughs> Who thinks this is a good idea? I'm staying here for a minute. Who thinks this is a good idea? You ever see it? You need to go home and watch it just for a minute. It's a little bit, you know, it's not, it's not, they blur everything out. You go down, you're like, what are these people doing? Is this like a joke? There you go. Where are you, Adam? I can do 10 things at once. That's where ADD is good. Is that, okay? You come right back in it. Naked and afraid. Why are you naked and afraid? Because something's wrong with me. I know I messed something up, but I don't know what I messed up. That's what sin does. Something's messed up, but I don't know what I messed up. God's like, I'm still looking for you. Where are you running to? Your consciousness gets messed up, and instead of you coming to God, you run away from God. You see it? That's why it's dangerous. So look what he said here. Look at this. Look at this. Put that first Corinthians up there. You're going to love this, right? Come on. Don't you know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? What does that mean, temple? That means you to live in sanctuary of God. God's not in this building. He's in you. You brought God to the building. Look what the Amplified says. You know that? Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church of Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary? And that God's spirit, you better get this, has his permanent dwelling in you. He didn't say, I come and go as you mess up. He says, I'm permanently staying in you no matter what season of life you're in. Somebody better say amen. Because I would have lost God about 20 years ago if this was based on approval and a pro. <laughs> Y'all lying, church. Y'all in trouble already. Can you imagine if God's like, I'm going to stay in you when you do good, and I'm going to leave you when you do bad? Okay, yeah, right. All right, okay. Thank God he's dwelling all the time in his fullness. Look at this. And not to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. Ain't that good? Come on, man. God, so everybody does this. What do we all do? God, where are you? He in the cloud. No, God's in you. Look in here. That's not sacrilegious to do that. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's like, oh, God. Once you get born again, God comes and moves in you, in your spirit. Now, your mind, everybody say, well, how in the world could God live? You know what kind of crazy things I think? God lives in me? Yeah, because your mind needs to be renewed, and your body needs to be transformed, but your spirit's perfect. And he meets you. You know what's crazy? Some people will get saved, have God move in to their spirit, and never spend any time cultivating that and literally live their entire life all the while God living in them. Go to heaven and God go, hey, I've been with you all the while. Where you been? And become aware of this because that's the Bible. Check it out. You want to see it? Look at this scripture here. You're going to like it. Keep going. Give them to them all. You're going to love these. They're good. Write them down. Just write them down. Everybody say, I'm going to write them down. Write them down. Look at 1 Corinthians 6.19. Come on. Let's just put these down. Give me like 10 minutes and I'll let you go home. Maybe. Come on, come on, well, you got to work. Church, church, like, oh, I went to church, it felt good. I didn't come here to make you feel good. I come here to train you. I'd change the name if we wouldn't mess up the brand. You know, it's, you got to keep it, you know, I call it Champions Training Center, where champions gather, and eagles soar, and put no chumps allowed on the door. <laughs> go down the street, you want to go where the chumps hang out. We train like champs in here, man. Come on, bro, we train like champs. We hit that bag, we ain't playing. These kids, you guys think I'm crazy? Okay, good. I'm not. You understand what I'm saying, though? You got to get strong in this stuff. 
Look what it says. Pop that up there, please. Don't you know that your body is the temple of God? The temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, you're not your own. He said, wait a minute. Don't, what? Know ye not your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. What's my body? Read it. To the believer, if you ain't saved, today get saved, you become the temple of God. Can you believe this? This is too good, man. This is good. God's like, hey, I want to come move in you. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> Chris, can you believe this? You really want to come and live in this? God, like, yeah, let me in. <laughs> what? Are you crazy? I've been around the world, man. I've seen some religion. There's nothing in the world like this. Because no religion in the world gives you access to what God has just given you. I don't want to come in some building. I want to come live in you. Tell you what, right? So just read this, right? Look at it in the Amplified. You writing these down? Okay, so this is what you got. God consciousness. Everybody say God consciousness. Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and you're not your own? This is what I'm saying. God consciousness. God in me. Well, where do you think God in you is going to lead you? To where you need to go. See, that's Romans 8, 14 and 60, right? For the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. This is what I'm saying. Proverbs 20, 27. The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching out all the inward parts of the belly. This is how he's leading you. He's trying to lead you. He's trying to lead you. Well, where do I get led? Not in here. Not out here. In here. In here. You got to check on the inside. You got to check on the inside. That's what he told Elijah. Remember when Elijah showed up and he just got done calling down fire from the prophets of Baal. And he said, he said, where are you going? He said, Jezebel's coming to kill me. He said, I'm hiding. He said, where you at? He said, he said, I'm not in the earthquake. I'm not in the wind. I'm in the still small voice. Now I got a question for you. God is in the mighty rushing wind. God is in the earthquake. He's been in there before. He said, but listen, this time you got to hear me someplace different. You got to hear me in this still small voice. He was in the mighty rushing wind. He was in that stuff. You understand this? He's saying, but you got to get quiet sometimes to hear me. Not all the time. Sometimes he's loud. But sometimes you got to get sensitive to his voice on the inside. Well, how in the world are you going to get sensitive to his voice on the inside unless you spend time with him? Look, there's people in this room. If you talk to me, I don't know you. I don't know your voice. There's some of you. That if I pick up the phone, I know it's you immediately. Why? I've spent time with you. I know what you sound like. Are you seeing this? You got to spend time with him. Look at this next verse. Check this out. This one's good too. Did, you, did we pull it up in the, yeah, you got the other one? Look at this. This is going to, man, I'm telling you what. Look at second, the second Corinthians one. And what agreement has the temple of God? He's calling you the temple of God. I'm the temple of God. What else? You are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Hey, you want to see this thing? Look at this. And then I got another one for you. Look at this. Look at it in the Amplified. And then I'm going to show you 1 Corinthians 6, 19. It's the grace. Remember, it's the grace. It's the grace. Come on. What agreement can there be between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Did he say it again? Even as God said, he's reminding you, God said, I will dwell in them, and I will what? I will be with them, among them, I'll walk in them, 
I'll be among them, and I'll be their God, and they shall be my people, my God in heaven. Hey, go, can you go to that 1 Corinthians 16, 19 in the message? You got to get this, right? Check this out. Just write these down and go back. You got to meditate. Through the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Godhead, God himself dwells in the believer through the new birth experience. No longer does God dwell in the earth made of holy and holies. He dwells within your body, his living temple. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 in the message. Wait, let it give it a minute to get there. You got to see this. So you pulling this in? God wants to come and live in you. Look at this. Did you, did you see this? If you got the, uh, yeah, the message. There you go. Okay. You got 619? Yeah. What, what another? Or didn't you realize? Okay, here you go. Right there. Read that. With one of Didn't you realize that your body is a sacred place? The place of the Holy Spirit. Don't you see that you can't live however you please? Squandering what God paid such a great high price for the physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to this. This, yeah, this physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let the people see God in you and through your body. Man, ain't that got you going. You know what I'm saying? He's saying, man, surrender. Now look, let me leave you this last thing because you need this. Because I know this is like, I'm stretching your head today. I get that. That's my job, okay? It's important. Watch this. Go to John 14, 25 and 26 in the Amplified Classic. I like this. Just write these down. Now, how am I going to get you to get there? If I give you truth, it'll change your life. Does that make sense? This is what so what are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do today when you leave? God. None of this God up here in the sky. God in here. I'm teaching you something here now, man. Because you're looking for answers up here. They ain't coming from up here. They're coming from in here. You got to, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man. What? For the people of God, the things that they love, God searches them out. He's searching your heart, trying to bring you answers in the spirit. Your Your help ain't coming from no hill. Your help's coming from within. You understand that? In here. All you got to do is find that voice in here. And, 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 and it gets louder. That's why when we start doing the other side of this, it's going to get louder. Just look at this. Give me these two scriptures. Are you okay with this? I have told you these things while I am still with you. But the comforter, okay, look at this. Do you see this? That's the Holy Spirit. The what? What's he, what's he call him? He's a what? Number one. He's a counselor. Where's the counselor? Come on. Where is the counselor? He's in you. Where's the helper? He's in you. Where is the strengthener? He's in you. Where's the stand by you? The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place. What's he going to do? To represent me and act on my behalf in you, with you, for you. Look at this. Check this out. On my behalf, he will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall. He will remind you of and bring you to your remembrance everything I told you. He's a divine. Now, this was a, everything we knew. Y'all went to church, right? The Holy Spirit convicts you. Holy Spirit don't convict nothing. And 
wrong. I'm proving to you. Because your conscience, until it's developed, you have no idea what's going on. The Holy Spirit is this. Write this down. This is the terminology I've coined him. I think he's okay with it. If not, whatever. I'm going to time out anyway. Might as well be there for a reason. The Holy Spirit is not the divine convictor. He is the divine reminder of truth. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't convict you in nothing. He just reminds you of truth. And when truth shows up, it shows you where you're at. You convict yourself. Because once you find out enough of the truth, where your life's not lining up to the truth, now you start making personal adjustments you need to make. But that's not on him, that's on you. You see it? He's a divine reminder of truth. He's not a divine convictor. He just reminds you of truth. He just reminds you of the truth. He just reminds you of the truth. He just reminds you, and when he reminds you of the truth, you believe it because it's who you are. You might not be acting like it, but who cares? He didn't say you got to act like it. He said that's you are it, and when that starts happening, it changes your life. You start understanding that? Because he's going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff that's better about you than you think about you, and you got to get there. You understand that? Did that make sense? So now here we go. Ready? I'm done. You can play. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to start connecting this relationship from within. See, the problem is this. We don't yield enough to the helper within. We try and find help from everywhere else it's supposed to come from. But here's my question. When's the last time you went on the inside and said, hey, help me. Hey, lead me. Hey, guide me. Guide me. When's the last time you called upon him? Listen, I guys, listen, this is all just a wake-up call. This is all this is. This isn't like me coming around, well, I didn't even know I was supposed to. It's okay. When's the last time we spent some time in his presence? Spending some time meditating in him. Now, listen, look, if you got the Holy Ghost and you got the tongues, when's the last time you prayed in tongues? When's the last time you knocked it off the rust of praying in the spirit and really seeking God? Now, listen. This whole month isn't about pressuring you in any season of life. This is a month of awareness. Look, I'm going to go deeper and deeper each week, but we got to set a surface because some people don't even know. But here's my thing. If God, let's just start with this. If God's living in me, what am I worrying about? If God's living in me, what am I concerned about? If God's living in me, what am I trying, what is it? If God's living in me, if God's living in me, if God's living in me. When's the last time I just said, Okay. Okay. Now today, this is what I caught in my heart. I want you to get this. And I'm serious about this, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I might even pray for some people. We're going to pray for Lindsay and the family, but I might even pray for some people today because I'm feeling that I'm feeling that thing come on me. Today's about yielding. This is where the journey begins, man. You just yield. You just yield, man. Because you don't know, you don't know what your future needs. You don't know where you're going. You just start yielding. Like, I'm just yielding, man. I'm just getting out the way. And you start yielding to God. Say, God, you know what? I know you want. See, now almost begin, it becomes uncomfortable to some people. Like, well, I don't want to. I don't know how far this is going to go. I don't know how far, how, how deep this is going to get, God. What do you care? Why would you resist the one that loves you more than anybody? 
He don't want to take something from you. He wants to give everything to you. Today's the day of surrender. And I'm going to say this. I got this in my spirit. Everybody close your eyes. You might be in this place today. And you know this is your place. This is your season. Like some of you, your, your relationship with God needs to go to a whole new level. And you know who you are. And I'm a, I'm a, I don't want to miss something today. But if you're sure, but you got to make a life commitment, some of you. See, I'm feeling it come on me. You got to make a life commitment. Like, God, I'm all in. I don't really care what this road's going to look like. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to press it out. If you're in here today and you say, yeah, man, today's my day. I'm surrendering to this. I'm surrendering to this. I'm surrendering to this. Before I start praying for everybody, if you're in here today and you say, that's me, you know that's you. I just, I, I, if you say, today's my day, surrender, raise your hand. Let me see what I got. Let me say, God, raise your hand high. Don't be playing on this halfway patty cake stuff. All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get up out of your seat, and I want you to come down here and lay hands on you. And if you just get up. The guy with the hat, come here. Get in the front row. Lift your hands to heaven. Okay, lift your hands to heaven. Everybody line up straight. What's your name? Aaron. Lift your hands in the air, Aaron. Lift your hands in the air. I like you, man. Lift your, everybody, straight line. Boom. Just go straight line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, help me. Whoever, Dave, come help me, or somebody help me, or line them up. And then I'm going to find some of you. I'm going to go get you. Sam, get in the line. Get in the line. It's telling you I can see it on you. And I'm not going to press you. So you don't know what's going on. I'm going to lay hands on these people. Why are you going to lay hands on these people? They need the power of God. Some of them might get filled with the Holy Ghost. Wouldn't do that, but I felt the unction in my spirit. And, and I'm going to pray for you, okay? Now, how many of you in here say, now listen, don't get nervous. But you say, I don't want to go up there. I ain't getting into all that business. But I just want you to pray for me. It's okay. Just lift your hands to heaven over there. Don't get freaked out by all this stuff. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional, spiritual professional. Calm down, relax. Some of you can see your face. You're getting nervous. What are you nervous about? You ain't up here. Lift your hands to heaven. Close your eyes. Surrender to God, okay? Lift your hands to heaven. Aaron, your life's going to change forever, but you got to really press in. Listen to me. Some of you just listen. Now, don't get all wild if you don't understand what's going on. When you lay hands on people, you pray for them. They can't handle it. Why can't they handle it? Because God's coming on. Like, well, God's coming on her right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.